Are you ready to stop telling yourself all the things you're not and see all the ways you already are who you one day hope to be? In this space, there's no more waiting for things to change. We tap into powerful decision-making to create exactly what we want for ourselves in our lives at home. Deciding that you're a good mum as defined by you is where we start. I'm Jo and I'll be sharing how I replace being busy trying to prove all the things with getting giddy about all that's possible for me as a stay-at-home mum of three. Hello and welcome to episode seven of the Stay at Full Motherhood podcast. Today we're diving into why having just 1% belief in yourself when you're feeling that niggling pull to bring your creative project or business out into the world is actually better for you than believing in yourself 100%. So you may be thinking that this sounds like nonsense. Of course, if you have 100% belief in yourself, then you're going to go ahead and actually do the thing. But I want to offer this. If you truly had that 100% belief, then that dream you have would not be hidden away in some corner of your heart right now, full of possibility. It would be another thing that you'd be doing just like the laundry and the dishes and the cooking and the ferrying kids about. It would be another thing on autopilot for you with exactly the same expected results that you have for everything else day in, day out. And this is exactly why we get into the stress and overwhelm of stay-at-home motherhood in the first place. It's not actually because you've got too much that you have to do. It's because you're doing too little of what makes you feel most alive. And that aliveness comes with the excitement of not quite knowing what will happen and not quite daring to believe in everything you suspect you're capable of. It's about growth and growth comes from overcoming your limiting beliefs about yourself again and again by proving to yourself over and over that there is nothing you cannot do. Your 1% in belief, your 1% belief in yourself gives you the opportunity to continually blow your own mind. And when you go for something new, you will of course feel that fear, yes, of my goodness, I have no idea what I'm doing here. But you'll experience it alongside the excitement of my goodness, what the heck am I magically creating here? That's the good, slightly queasy feeling that you might not have felt in a long, long time. So I'm going to share an example from my life here. Up until a couple of years ago, I had the thought that because I have three kids, I can't travel like I used to or that at least my husband would always have to be there with me, even just for visiting my family in England, because he has to help, of course, getting to the airport, then at the airport and on the flight and then on the other side. But that felt very restrictive to me, seeing as my husband is a pilot and he's never able to get the time off when I want him to. So I decided that I had 1% belief that I could get from Manchester to Chicago, where we used to live, on my own. And that also meant a journey from Manchester down to London Heathrow. So I actually thought that it was physically impossible impossible for me to fly with three kids with an infant car seat, a stroller, a large suitcase and carry-on bags. I just couldn't see how I could do that alone, especially carrying a baby. But I knew it had to be possible. I knew I couldn't be the first mum ever to have done this. So I called Heathrow Airport and I asked about their meet and assist service 
and I called a taxi company about driving us the four hours from Manchester to London and I figured it all out and it turned out to be so easy because I was literally accompanied everywhere from the minute I left my parents' house in Manchester to the minute I got on the plane and the girls didn't need to use the bathroom on that long drive down and they were surprisingly very chilled on the flight. So really anything is possible. You may have to pay for it, but it may just be worth every penny. And it was so fun for me to blow my own mind this way by choosing the difficult path and then finding it not difficult at all. So another reason that 1% believe is better than this 100% belief in yourself is that it naturally puts us into a unattached, low expectations energy. So we don't feel pushed to force and bend something into being exactly what we need it to be. We're just sort of playing with it and wondering if we'll create some magic here today. There really is this kind of intrigue of, hmm, I wonder how this is going to play out. So just last week, I experienced this when I was running several minutes behind, getting us all ready for school. I was just enough behind that I was convinced that there was no way we could actually make it on time. I'd basically given up. Well, actually, that's not how I'd phrase it, because I was really accepting what is whilst staying open to the possibility that by some miracle, there may be no cars on the road and every single light would be on green. And so what happened? Because I was totally unattached to the outcome of being on time, I made the girls' lunch, lunches very calmly instead of in this frantic energy, and I was very relaxed and even-paced about the whole thing. And so, of course, we made it exactly on time. So the third advantage of having 1% belief in yourself is that it sets you on a path to finding your own way to create whatever it is you want for yourself. So I remember very well about five years ago now, I bought a meal planning program that promised to get the whole family eating more vegetables. Great, that's just what we need, I thought. So I dutifully followed it and I chopped veggies every Sunday for one and a half to two hours which was no fun at all. And then I'd make the meals in the plan and my three daughters would complain about every single one of them and we'd end up just wasting so much food. So with that 100% belief in my ability to follow the programme, I stuck to it so religiously and I really handed over the responsibility for it working entirely to the programme itself. But later, with my 1% belief in being able to get us to all to eat more vegetables, I adapted the plan to what worked for me, which was chopping vegetables for like a few minutes early in the day and bringing back meals that we'd tried and tested before that we knew everyone liked and adding more vegetables to those. So the fourth reason 1% belief is better than your full 100% belief is that the 100% belief will often have you going all in on something action-wise that could result in you getting tired of the novelty of that new thing very quickly. So it then becomes just another fad or phase rather than a permanent habit you create in your life. So I'm thinking of, for example, when you're starting back up with a new or old exercise routine after a break. So when you go all in and say, I'm going to exercise every single day, 
for 45 minutes, it's likely you'll become tired of it very quickly because it may feel like too much going from zero to 60 like that. But if you have the 1% belief that you can start exercising regularly again, you might make a lighter effort and do, say, 10 leg lifts on each side. But if you find that this then feels really easy and doable, like it's just not an issue at all, then you're likely to do it again the next day and the next until, through the compound effect of doing something small every single day, you find that after three months, say, you have much more defined leg muscles and you can walk upstairs much more easily than if you went full on at the gym for a few weeks and then gave up and did no exercise at all. So I love this idea of establishing your minimum enoughness here. Um, so that means starting off with something so simple and so easy to do that it would just be kind of silly for you to say that you can't do it. And this also builds up lots and lots of trust in yourself. You can trust that you are a person who does what she says she's going to do. So the fifth advantage and the final advantage of the 1% belief is that you find other creative ways to make your mark that may well have a longer lasting impact than if you'd acted out of the 100% belief. So I worked as a teaching assistant in Vienna for a year when I was 20 and I remember getting the train to that school on my first day quite terrified really because I had no teaching experience whatsoever and the students were going to be 16, 17 and even 18 so pretty close to my age. I was just mortified and I thought that there was no way they were going to listen to me. But then on the train as I was sweating away <laughs> I had the thought maybe there's a tiny chance I can do this. So I did not show up brimming with confidence which would have served me very well, I'm sure. And I know I would have gotten a good report to take back to my university for my German degree. But because I didn't have that confidence in my teaching, I looked instead for ways to connect with the students so that they were interested in listening to me. I talked to them outside the classroom and I offered them help. And I also connected with the teachers so I could learn more from them which I did when I was invited into their homes where I also learned so much about Viennese culture and then I got an amazing report from them. And 10 years later, at an event then at the Goethe Institute in Chicago, a guy came up to me and told me that I was his teacher back in Vienna all those years ago and that he'd always loved my lessons. So would I have made this sort of impression had I gone in with that 100% belief? Maybe, but I suspect my extra efforts went a long way to having this sort of impact. So that is it for today. I really hope these examples have shown you that it's of course possible to create something from just a tiny bit more than nothing and that the impact on you and on others around you is actually far greater than when you go into things with 100% belief. So often we really do want to wait to take action on trying something new. We want to wait until our belief in ourselves has grown. But all we're actually doing there is like collecting evidence, perhaps for months or years at a time, that what we want is actually possible for us. And this, of course, massively slows down how quickly we go ahead and create the thing we're wanting to create. 
Because for all that time, we're approaching it from a place of not actually believing it's possible. We demand to see the evidence first. But when you can believe something, even just that 1%, without holding the evidence in your hands, it's like rocket fuel for your success as the universe quickly rearranges itself to prove you right. As always, thank you for listening. And if you have that 1% belief right now that there's something more meant for you alongside your motherhood, but you're telling yourself you're not capable of it, or that there's just no way you'll ever have time for it, do come and sign up for a free 60-minute consultation call with me at my website. That's www.joyfulmamacoaching.com. And Joyful has two L's and Mama is M-A-M-A. And on that call, together, we're going to mine your brain for all the ways you're already well on your way to creating it. So till next week, bye-bye.